This week on the reverse stick, Franken Fives has a tooth removed. What is hockey's Olympic legacy? And uh, where's the cookers? Where do they go? Greetings and welcome once again to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. My name is John Lee, joined weekly by Mr. Matt Allen. Greetings, Matt. Howdy. Uh, Olympical. Is that a new word? Olympical. I'm I'm all behind the Olympism. uh, Olympical. Did I say Olympical? How is your Olympism, anyway? No, I'm gradually getting over it. Are you? (laughs) Yes. Very much gradually getting over the Olympics. And welcome, dear listener, to episode 279 of the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. It's another Sunday afternoon. It's a bit of a habit for us recently, isn't it? The Sunday afternoon records. It's very relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. Less um, alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. I do, anyway. think, I do think I am a bit better with a couple of beers inside me anyway. I've had a couple this afternoon, no, come straight straight from the club. I'm wearing uh, the Preston Hockey Club shirt. I've just worn some grading games. So um, how are you liking the teams? Which one do you think you'll... Well, I was the most chance of scoring a premiership that you'll... Well, I was thinking about pushing for fours this year. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm, looking I'm, good, I'm, I'm a bit quicker, quicker on my feet um, this time rather than you know where I was at this time last year. Okay. Um, skills have obviously improved. Mm, greatly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm... All, the, all that hockey fives you've been playing. Yeah. No, I haven't played any hockey fives. Haven't you? No. Oh, no but walking hockey has been... To, <laughs> well, we're going to come to that, aren't we? That's a nice sort of throw forward there, John. Um, yeah, we've got a few bits to talk about in, from the world of hockey this week. Um, have you yeah. have you done any pre-season? Have you... No. Any thoughts on it yet? No. I'll get the teamer on the Thursday night. What are you, We're about a month away from... Start this no less than that. Yeah, uh, nine, Nineteen days away from the start of the season here. Um, yeah. I did make the mistake last week and said, "Oh, it was nice to see there's no news of any um, delays and frozen pitches and all that sort of thing happening in the UK." It's March, of course. There's not snowed all week. <laughs> Seems to have been a lot of games called off. Well done if you did get on the field uh, amid, amid some snowy th- conditions this you, weekend. I think you owe it to the people in, across um, the British Isles to uh, announce that it's going to be a horrible snow-filled weekend. Right. Next and weekend, yeah, next, next weekend. Next yeah, weekend. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You won't get any games in next weekend. Weather's going to be it. terrible, I hear. Yes. Fingers crossed for you all. But, um, yeah, that, there was, I did see there was a, um, a tweet, I think it was from Rob Abbott or maybe from uh, from Findo in Ireland, that uh, some of the teams in, maybe it was the Leinster competition, their season finished yesterday, 11th of March. Really? Uh, However, they've got their fixtures sort of structured. That uh, yeah, that's it. You, you're done and done and dusted. When does the season normally finish? Well, you, well, you go through to end of March, April, aren't you? Into April, we start in April. There's a you know generally a bit of a crossover if you've got finals and all that sort of stuff. It seems to be they're maybe finishing up a couple of weeks early. Oh, well, don't, don't, that means they, they must have, have got lots of games in though. No well, weather issues. Have they got cups and stuff? Ireland is full of cups. Unbelievable. Not glasses, mate. Cups. No, 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 oh. no, 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 nothing to do with drinking tea or oh. pints of Guinness. They've got lots of cup competitions that happen cool. there. I like to so say maybe that's why we don't do it. We don't have any club cup, club cup competition here. Like no, no, it nothing. just isn't. No, nothing. No, nothing. 
We used to have like um, the R and I club. R and I club. Yeah, that, that was like for premier grade. So that was like your top team in your in your club played. In was that. it right? Um, we used to have the Challenge Cup, which at the end of the first round of fixtures every yeah, year, yeah. the top two teams would would play in a one-off game. Yeah. But no genuine cup competition. No. Nothing like that. We we don't really have those same sort of tournaments that they have in other countries overseas. You know, like the end-of-season stuff that happens in the US and Canada and the great a lot in Europe. Big carnivals and that. Carnivals, yeah, yeah, that's the word I'm thinking of. We don't really do a lot of that stuff. Well, certainly not in WA, we don't. They do exist, but there's a busso carnival. But um, not as many. No. Anyway. More trophy opportunities, the better. Yeah. Oh, wrong one. There we go. Okay. Uh, just, just scanning now through the old uh, FIH news page, Matt. Uh, nothing about Belgium. Yeah, nothing about Belgium. No? no, I can't see anything about Belgium. Anyway, we'll get to that. You, you got some no league results? No. Do you want me to pull them up? Well, I was going to watch some no league. But, but no I, coverage. I, I couldn't watch it. Well, it. You know, no coverage from your no league. Oh, it's, uh, so it? our situation over here: Fox Sports and KO, their subs- online subs- subsidiary, the OTT offering, uh, hasn't shown the first three games in Rukella from the the mini tournament featuring India, Germany, and three? Australia. It was, it was certainly I, two, no, maybe I, three. I'm sure they showed. Um... No, no, no. Um, and then when being uh, quizzed, their media team online, certainly on Twitter being quizzed, they, they sort of said, oh, no, there's no games on. Wow. <laughs> there certainly are. And then dear listeners of ours have then gone to the Watch.Hockey app to go, well, if it's not being shown on KO or Fox, I'm sure we've had this conversation about a dozen times before. Oh, um, there has been some improvement. But, you, but people are paying a subscription Purely to watch the hockey. And in this series in particular, the Aussie guys, I think there's four debutants. So your friends and family around the world, they might have gone out and taken a special subscription for KO or Fox Sports to get their eyes on it. Now, the tonight's game, 9.30 yeah. local time here, I think. Um, well, it's being promoted as on, isn't it? It, is, it, w- it will be on. It is scheduled to, to, okay. um, to be shown. The other three games, two so games, they, they just didn't, didn't appear. They didn't appear because they didn't realise they were... They were on. Is that the general gist we're, get, we're getting, that they d- hadn't looked at the schedule and figured out that those... No, it's not, it's not been placed on the KO or Fox schedule because they've got other stuff to show. It's a Saturday afternoon. It's sports day. You know, it's a Friday night. There's plenty of sports happening around the world that takes a priority. And they go, they'd look at it and go, oh, so India playing Australia. But then they, they, India play Australia again in two days. Well, we'll just show one of them. That'll keep everybody happy, won't it? We'll just show one of the Germany versus Australia games and one of the India versus Germany games because that, that can't be right. Them playing each other twice across three. No, no, we'll just show the, we'll just show the last ones because we've got, um, a one-legged basketball on from the Philippines. <laughs> or, or more, more importantly, they've got rugby league on that. Yes. And, and look. Doyens of uh, virtue and... You're talking about a replay of the uh, 78 final between <laughs> Parramatta and Canberra. Oh, the, the set first semi-final. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, 
I, honestly, it's, it, it's like you see that. When I first saw it come up, it's like, yeah. Well, well, we're still here. If only we had This is what we were talking about. A groundswell. Five episodes yeah. of the reverse. They only had that groundswell of all those thousands of people upset that they can't view it. No. Five people online yeah. have a bit of a whinge about it. That's not really going to change anything, is yeah. it, sadly? It's not. Um, I, I wonder what the commercial re- arrangement is between the Kookaburras or between Hockey Australia and KO. And, you know, they're allegedly our broadcaster, aren't they? Yeah, but there won't be how any. Much, how much there do you was... think we pay them to broadcast hockey? It's an FIH deal for Pro League. It's an FIH it? deal, not a uh, Hockey Australia well, deal. Wouldn't... Okay. So FIH would have done a deal with Fox. Or a media partner of theirs on on behalf of the FIH. Okay. So, you know, it's not in Fox's interest, to, uh, financial interest to show the game at all then. Because there's no relationship between them and Hockey Australia. No, not apart from shaking hands, I wouldn't think, on game day when, yeah. once you're there. And then it'd be contractors that are doing it. And then, of course, there's no commentators there in the stadium because they're sitting in, a, in an office in London. At least they don't have to fly to Sweden anymore to do the commentary. Oh, that, yeah. That's, oh, that, that's a good saving coming out of uh, the cost-cutting measures from the no leak. Mm. Commentators not having to fly to Sweden to uh, get up at 2 in the morning to broadcast a game on the other side of the world. Well, think about the poor players that have to wake up Halfway across the other side of the world at oh. two a.m. What on their local? They can change their watches. People are used to travelling, John. It's all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just I think. I think so. Um, no league results. What were the? Oh, Germany uh, lost to India. India won against Germany. Three two. Australia, didn't they? Uh, so Germany. Germany beat Australia one 0 oh, last night. It. India beat Germany three two um, the night before, and then I think we missed maybe last week the last couple of games from uh, Hobart. Um, in the men's, Argentina beat Spain 1-0 and in the women's game, Argentina beat USA 3-0. And that's been it for your, uh, no, no league action. But we have got Junior Africa, Junior Africa Cup, um, yes. starting, oh, five minutes from now, South Africa versus Zimbabwe, um, in the women's comp. Um, Kenya and Egypt also involved in the women's and the men's. Egypt and Kenya play a little bit later on Where's today. Where's it going on? Where is it happening? On on a hockey field, John. Oh. An AstroTurf hockey field in Ismailia, Egypt. Oh. Oh, well, we've been there before, haven't we? You and uh, I? Uh, the European... Ismailia... Uh, the, this African club championship was played. Yeah, no, there's a fair bit of hockey that's played there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, four four teams in um, in both comps there, 12th to the 16th of March, under 21s. Uh but that's it on the no on yeah no league results. Uh, that's coming up. What else is coming up, John? Um, oh, we had International Women's Day. Oh, is this a news section? No, there it is. Uh, FIH from all around the world, women who inspire. Um, and then Tyab said something. Do you want me to read the net? Give you give you um. What Tyab said? What what what? <laughs> there's a there's a new feature. What Tyab said? <laughs> I mean, this is pretty bloody pissy. Um, Lausanne, Switzerland, on the occasion of the 2023 International Women's Day, FIH President Tayab Ikram stated, on International Women's Day, I would like, on behalf of FIH, to reassert how essential it is for our sport that all conditions are met and all measures taken for a fully gender-equal sport, be it on the pitch for players, coaches and officials, or off the pitch by ensuring equality also in terms of leadership. FIH, FIH can pride itself for the work done all over the years 
For example, worldwide participation is 50% female, 50% male, 3 billion players. Uh, and the same goes for the elected members of our executive board. Yeah, because it's mandated, isn't it? FIH is one of the leading international federations in this regard. However, we're aware that more has to be done and our efforts will continue, in particular when it comes to our safeguarding policy. We will soon... and Now, this is very Batra-esque because it's, it's about the future, John. Oh. We will soon announce some reforms which will provide women with better opportunities. At this stage, I would like to thank wholeheartedly the work done by our Gender Equality, Diversity and Inclusion Committee, led by Marika Fleuren. Um, I wonder what those better opportunities could be. It seems to me like it's just a pithy puff piece just to say, oh, we recognise International Women's Day. Yeah, I didn't read too much into it. We, you know, we are equally amazing. We always have been. We've our, always had parity. Our president's a woman. Our club and our club president's a woman, yeah. yeah. You, you used to be on the I used to be a woman. No, no. <laughs> no, no. I used, I used to Which be on the Which is fine in yeah. hockey. That's all, that's, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I don't know. Why, why did we have to... I, don't, I, I get why they, the, the FIH would feel the need to have out, you know, some sort of statement about International Women's Day. Yeah, it's great. Lots of organisations. No, but there is lots of other stuff they've got up, got up on there. It's just... Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, um, Tyab's big, goofy mug, you know, there as the, the headline. Oh, just... Oh, well, what, what, what do women need better opportunities with within our sport? Coaching. Opportunities to coach sides. Look, we've only got two women coaching the top ten women's. You know, if you'd listen last so week. So how, how do you improve that? Grassroots, John. You've got to give more women opportunities to coach at a higher level and the opportunities to get the skill sets. So maybe okay, the FIH, okay. FIH co- um, coaching academy stuff make it only available for women coaches. What? So there would be. So you wouldn't. Like the guys going and doing these FIH level one, two, three, four, five coaches, they won't be able to climb the ladder because they won't be allowed to do go and do the coaching. That, okay. And that's one way to force more female coaches into the upper echelons because you can't coach a top nation without a level five, FIH level five. Well, restrict the opportunity for men to gain the level five, only let the ladies... And then they, they can... Yeah, okay. Except for the guys who've already got the level five. Eh, probably getting on a bit now, though. Time to refresh things, move on. Sack them. You've got to go and do it. You've got to... Oh. Refresh, of course. Well, if only there and was gender one... equality. If only there was one available. <laughs> now, let me put it this way to you. My tongue is very firm, firmly in my cheek. You're uh, in your old role as a senior men's vice president. Senior. Senior yeah. men's vice president. Um, you've got ten teams. Right. How how many of those teams would have coaches? Two. Two. Well, no, I'll be honest, in men's hockey, two. And the women's side, the top five teams will have a coach. Really? Yeah. And are they men or coaching or women coaching? Um majority men. Okay. If if a woman came to you and said, I wanted to coach, what would you say? Fantastic. I've got a job for you. If a man came to you and said Fantastic, I've got, got a job, a job for, you. for you. Yeah. So is there anything actually hindering women apart from the desire to do it? Um, normal stereotypes. 
So there is, um, I'm asking, what are the barriers? Like, well, the well, quite so, often, quite often for mums here, you know, locally, it, they're running the kids around more than than dad is necessarily. Mums might play. Well, this is why we've seen an explosion in midweek women's masters hockey here, because mums are really often the one who's running the kids around for their sport. So Wednesday night, dad's night. Wednesday, dad's cooking something horrendous at home. He's burnt some sausages or something like that, so mum can get out and and go and play. Um, very traditional family roles. Not the norm for everyone, but... It's working in that area, that space. That's, that's one, one thing. Yeah. One thing. Because I don't, I don't think it's any... I don't think we can use this lack of opportunity anymore as, an, as some sort of, oh, well, there's a lack of opportunity there. We need more women coaches, or we need more of this, or we need more of There's a lack of opportunity... I think the opportunity's there. It's like the op- we've got mandated that there has to be fifty-fifty yeah, 50 yeah. on the executive not, board. Right? Not woman dated, though, oh, is it? No, That's... sorry. We have it written into the enshrined legislation, say, that it is fifty percent either side of, of gender equality on the executive board. But you only have to go back to the last executive board elections, and there wasn't an equal amount of interest in taking positions on the board. No. Gender, gender-wise, gender-wise yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what maybe is it? It's not about um, opportunity so much as getting people to a realise the opportunities there, and encouraging people to take that opportunity. Maybe I don't know. Just maybe maybe there. some perfectly capable women look at those roles though and go, okay, look at no. this patriarchal fucking oh. bullshit background yeah, po- politicking. That, that, would, that would be defeating the purpose of them being given the opportunity in the first place because the only way you defeat that is by getting in there and doing it. That, that's what the, that argument will be. Oh, we've got to have the opportunity. We've got to be allowed in there to do it. Well, you are allowed, allowed in there to do it. And I, I think, guess what? It's the same for blokes too. If, if you go into any one of these organisations... Regardless of whether the person you're dealing with is male or female, you're dealing with some serious egos like in the bigger bigger the organisation you go into. Mm. And there's there's no gender rules about people who backstab or lie or get greedy. You know, all of the problems that you will find in these at the top levels of these organisations. Yes. You know, they're not confined to one gender. I mean, look, there is, there is, it's, it's not just a hockey thing either, the, no. the, the coaching imbalance. But anyway, that Tyab statement there isn't necessarily related just to coaching. He said, there's, there will be better opportunities for women. Um, and, and I'd be very upset if we go 51% female players, 49% male players in the world, if we stray away from this 50-50. Because then I'll just be getting it again like I was when I was eight years old. Oh, you play a girls' game, do you? As it is now, I'll go, whoa, 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 whoa. No, we are gender equal. Thank you very much. 50% male, 50% female. When I can't provide provide that evidence anymore, I'll be a whipping boy. You are listening to the Reverse Dick, the global hockey podcast. That was, we, I think we went into commentary a little bit quicker than uh, we normally do on news and results. Oh, have we really got any results this no, week? We've been a bit lazy. Um, Belgium. Ah, yes, uh, some, yeah, some news. Uh, well, a statement from the Royal Belgian 
Hockey Association. So should, we, should we find it? Because it's not on the FIH news page, surprisingly, Matt. Well, why would it be, John? It's well, new, because it's, it's, it's got to do with the FIH, wouldn't you say? You mean they haven't made an announcement? Um, I can go straight here, John. Um, oh, good. Our good Patreon friend Dave in Singapore sent me the link. So the statement, this is from a couple of days ago, uh, from the Royal Belgian Hockey Association. In its meeting on Tuesday evening, the ARBH-KBHB Board of Directors decided to withdraw, until further notice, the Belgian teams from all international Hockey Fives competitions. As a reminder, Hockey Fives is a new variant of outdoor hockey introduced by the International Hockey Federation, in which two teams of five players compete on a smaller field, 55 metres by 42 metres, surrounded by a boarding like in ice hockey. The overloaded international calendar, both outdoor, Pro League Hockey, European Championships, Olympic Qualifiers, Paris Olympics, and indoor, European Championships, just the one there, um, is already very complicated to combine with national championships. Moreover, the Federation cannot count on any public funding for the Hockey Fives programme. Give Tyab time. Come on. Sure, there'll be some Olympic funding available soon enough. I bet um, they get a sponsor. Given the ambitions in outdoor, 11 versus 11, and indoor, 6 versus 6, I like the way that they're specifying absolutely everything in here. It's almost like they've written a rule book. Um, it is currently impossible for the Federation to support an additional program for its own resources. The Belgian Federation will therefore not send a women's team to the Euro Hockey Fives in Poland this summer. The men's team which has already qualified for the World Cup in Amman in 2024, will not participate either. Now, is that them saying they're not going to participate in the Euro Hockey Fives or they're not going to participate in the World Cup? Because that's not exactly clear. Um, the Belgian Federation will therefore not send a women's team to the Euro Hockey Fives in Poland this summer. The men's team, which has already qualified for the World Cup in Amman in 2024, will not participate, participate either. I think they're saying they're not participating in the Hockey Fives. I don't necessarily stop. No, no, in the sorry, the Euro hockey fives. Yeah. Now And they're not going to the No, I don't think that's necessarily the case because they say um decided to withdraw until further notice. So we're in twenty twenty three at the moment. I think they're saying they're not going to the Euros with either the men or the women. And they may or may not read the last bit about the men again. The men's team, which has already qualified for the World Cup in Oman in 2024, will not participate either. There you go. No, no. But the Belgian Federation... Oh, okay. No, they've the already... Bel- the Belgian... We're already in that tournament. We're already in that. So we've got a place there. Yeah, we're yeah. going to that, but we're not playing Euros. But, okay, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have read that as though, from commentary online, is that they're pulling out of the World Cup. Not no. necessarily the case. Uh, but... It's, it's certainly a statement, and it's the first we've seen of um, the big nations actively withdrawing from competitions you'd expect them to be part of. Well, it's interesting that they use the crowded international calendar as one of the reasons. Yeah. And, and the no, lack, no. Of, lack of funding. Well, the, yeah, I think that's just a, a little bit of an, an, an add-on. The, the, the lack of funding will apply to a lot of countries. It could very much apply to Australia. But the point behind it for them is there is funding that comes out of clubland uh, and the more international hockey there is, the more that impinges on their club hockey season. And they, like we know is the right way to go, prioritise 
their grassroots playing base. Yep. Um, not the whims of a maniacal executive board of an international organisation. I'm not saying hockey. It could be. Maybe. Have we finished talking about the five then? Do you, Are you happy going? to move on? No, no, I was not happy Is to move on. Is there anything to say about... I mean, some of the arguments coming up are from people who support Hockey Fives, like, stop the name-calling, please. Uh, not supporting Hockey Fives has nothing to do with racism oh, or no, I think, imperialism. I think, well, I think former South African uh, international Lloyd Norris Jones uh, made a comment on something of um, more European elitism or something, something along those lines. Rubbish. Uh, I think Lloyd's got an interest in some kind of Hockey Fives Academy as well. So, um, you know, yeah. of course he's going to back it in for Africa. I mean, that, that's just... Yeah. But when, when people start getting down to those levels of, of abuse, or not abuse, but name-calling, because you don't support... Mate, that's just silly. You're missing the point. We've been. To, I'd love to support African hockey. You know what? You should go around and every... African nations should start forming their own hockey associations with clubs in them instead of following this stupid European model. Yes, a European model that thrusts huge turf debts into their lap without any sort of club infrastructure, without any sort of playing base, true playing base, to let the sport grow. Go out and create all of that first and then go and get your turf when you've got something there that's going to be able to sustain it and support it. Yeah. Well, talking about turf, John, um, there was news of a big announcement from Hockey India this week, and uh, there was speculation, is it Hockey India League? Is it Hockey India League? Is that what they're going to tell us all about? No, John, it's a new grassroots hockey program to happen across India. It's great news, isn't it? Grassroots. Oh, well, I, I thought the headline was potentially good news. What was the headline? The, the grassroots thing. Oh, they'd be playing on grass? Well, no. That <laughs> they were focus. They were going to take it back and focus on the um, the grassroots of hockey, where where the majority of hockey is played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and on the streets, obviously. And the, um, oh, urban, urban street, bro. Glo-ho-po, oh, okay. bro. Yeah. Um, do you want me to read the announcement? Yes, my, please. My, might as well. Uh, interesting to see David Johns getting lots of accolades as the uh, one win, one game, uh, 100% record for Indian coach. Um, feelings weren't quite the same about five years ago for him. <laughs> uh, where's this announcement, John? Um, what date is it today? It's the uh, 12th, man. I'm doing it, John, just scrolling through Twitter trying to... Um, Figure out where find, the story is. Find, find the story, yeah. Um, I need to go to Give Me Hockey and, and look at Jimmy's account there because I'm sure that I um, probably picked something up off, off there. Go on, feel for it. Was, feel it, for a was it in the cabal? In the message board? Oh, shh. Nobody knows that exists, John. Okay. Go on, keep filling. Well, uh, there is a story from Give Me Hockey. Uh, it's been reposted by Give Me Hockey about... Uh, Connecticut. Uh, in the last 12 months, there's been no talent scouting and difference between two factions of administration in the state has ensured Connecticut's steady decline in hockey. Dilip Turkey, 
Oh, at yeah. Dilip Turkey. Yeah, Dilip There's Turkey, a story yeah. about, uh, you know, for every good news story that comes out of India, it almost has, it has to have an accompanying bad news story about when, when administrators get involved in petty infighting and destroy the game for everybody else, which is essentially what that story is. <laughs> and we wonder why our sport can't get ahead. Um, do yourself a favour. What's it from? Uh, Timesofindia.com. I'm not sure who wrote it, actually. I can't. Could have been Jazz. It's uh, that bloke. I don't have a... I did see a picture of some grass hockey. Just while I'm still looking for this thing. Uh, a picture of some grass hockey um, from Calcutta League. And it was a snippet from the newspaper. They came together to play the second half of a game um, that was stopped back in February at half-time because of crowd violence. What? Didn't hear anything about that. Um, no, we didn't hear... What? And Tell we're, me more. We're not, normally, we're right... Well, I've tried to investigate it. Nobody's sent me any information through. But we're normally all over crowd violence in the stadium. It's big big fan of that. We're, no, we, no, we're not big fans of that. We're not no, no. no. Totally can condemn that. I can't even find the link to it on Hockey India's Twitter. What a schmozzle. No, I'm... Well, one thing I know for sure, John, is they're looking to um, work on training up specialist positions like goalkeeper and drag flicker. I do wonder... Oh, it's important what, what, that we find this, Matt, because... What, it... what your field positions are. Where do you play? Oh, no, I'm a drag flicker. So just off the bench, and imagine that they get half a dozen drag flickers trained up, world class, and then the FIA say, "Sorry, no more drag flicking on corners." What was really interesting about it was that the, the their narrow view of what grassroots might actually mean, and and be what India will get no better at hockey because of what they're doing at all. It'll make no difference because the talented ones will it. It'll make no difference to the players who get picked. And and instead of trying to grow hockey as a participant sport, you're actually narrowing your focus. Once again, spending money on the smallest portion of the population you possibly can instead of trying to reach out and engage with as many people as you can. Sometimes all hockey does is preach to converted. And that's a classic case of doing it. Just then... They're not really adding anything to the sport in their country by following that program. Found it, John. 7th of March, it was. Uh, Hockey India's zonal championships to commence from the 19th of March in fourth... Hang on. 12 days after the release. But they 19th already... of March in four centres. Hockey India's new initiative to develop specialised positions and strengthen bench depth. I mean, what does that even mean? You're, co- you're training up players... To be on the bench. But it's, it's hockey India here. Strength and bench it's depth, not, coaching and match officials. So it's all right. about the national team. So we're talking about, at, at any given time, 20 bikes. Hockey India, and, and women. All women, yeah. Hockey India on Tuesday announced their ambitious new grassroots development program, which is designed to unearth young talent and improve the bench strength of the national senior and junior teams for men and women. 
Under this initiative, the governing bo- body for hockey in the country will conduct zonal champ- championships at the sub-junior, under-16, and junior, under-19 levels. The program aims... Which they to- do. The, the Which pro- they already do. The program aims to find the most talented players in each of the zones, north, south, east, and west. So they're regionalising stuff rather than having it state-based. Yeah, OK. Because they don't like the imbalanced power that one state might have over so, all so other states. They've just, they've just sort of named it differently and shuffled a few pieces of paper. Right oh, well, but you, you go together with that lot over there. Uh, you go together yeah, there. Oh, no, no. And you're, you can't be selectors. No, no. We'll put our own selectors yeah, 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 yeah. in place. President of Hockey India, Padma Shri, Dr. Dilip Turkey, spoke about the potential impact of the introduction of zonal championships. The zonal championships will provide young athletes with exposure to the same match conditions as the Hockey India National Championships. Shortlisted athletes identified in the zonal championships will be required to participate in the national championships, giving them opportunities to further develop their hockey skills. To promote identification of talented athletes, each zone will be equipped with selection committees. Hockey India Secretary General Mr. Bolanath <laughs> Singh said each of the zones will have its own selection panel the selection committee will consist of a minimum of three members each. The selectors and the coaches of the zonal teams will be responsible to monitor and keep us updated on further development of all the players. Oh, my God. It's nothing you about go- growing the game or giving more opportunity to people. It's all about siphoning up that funnel to the top. I mean, this is... A, you can read on with it. Just, um, this is, to supplement the vision, Hockey India further identified two crucial components, a special coaches panel... Is being formed for the interzonal championships, which will consist of coaches who hold a minimum FIH Level One certificate. This panel will not only coach the teams participating in the championship, but also ensure the development of their fellow domestic coaches. <laughs> Excuse me. Will it? Oh, this is you know from their site. Overall, the new grassroots development program augurs well for the development of hockey in India. Does it? Your hockey India. Of course, you're going to write that. The initiative aims to identify and train young talent, develop specialised positions and track the progression of players from a young age with a strong focus on the development of players in junior and sub-junior teams. The programme will help enhance inspiring players. It's nothing about creating more players and it's all about just keeping a better eye on the ones we've got. Which, by the way... You would have risen, cream always rises to the top. And splitting them into different groups outside of their current state groups. Yeah. So it's another level between the state hockey and and international hockey. And maybe maybe the the underlying thing is they're trying to smash some of that um, nepotism that goes on in... In player selection, could be a squad good selection. For, could be a good thing from that angle, but it's or, not intrinsically going to change that much. As or you could, we just load, we just load up, you team. load up all those coaching panels anyway, and you might end up in exactly the same well, situation. The, the good, same same people calling the shots. The, the good thing about the Belgium announcement, which we discussed, was exactly they're they're looking after their stakeholders. They're listening to the people and and looking at what's best for the longer term future of the game in their country. At, at a level that's below the elite level. And our, our hockey, hockey Australians can be accused of this too. They have become tunnel visioned into thinking that their role is to make, is to run the national team instead of their role is to run hockey in this country. And the national team is a sideline thing. Yeah. Those roles have been reversed. And that's what's happening with Hockey India too. 
All of that is about getting the best 20 people into the national team. Not even the best, though. It's never, it's not, it's no. not even the best. You know, there's a lot more politics. Put on them for doing something that they think, and maybe it will help break some of the boundaries and things that do exist in, in, in Indian hockey, but it's still not a focus on making hockey a bigger sport. It's about taking what is a finite resource and trying to squeeze as much out of it as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, grassroots development, it ain't. No, not at all. Uh, oh. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Not too much more, but uh, we're speaking about um, grassroots development. Uh, Olympic legacies, Matt. We're often sold the Olympic legacy, aren't we? You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Like Brazil, Brazil. Yeah, Tokyo. Tokyo, Tokyo yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. still being used, by the way? Uh, baseball now, isn't it? I thought it was. Yeah, I know one of them was torn up. Um, and we've often been, especially FIFA. FIFA loves to talk about the FIFA legacy. Um, I want to ask them about how many of those stadiums got built after the uh, World Cup in South Africa. That was part of their legacy. And international sporting bodies always trump up this word legacy, don't they? Well, no, because it's justification. Yeah. Well, for 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 building something to to suit suit their needs at any given time. This question, this this um, article caught my times. Uh, caught, 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 my your eye, <laughs> caught my eye from the Brisbane Times. Uh, it's a story from Tony Moore on February 25th, so it's a few days old now. A Queensland hockey officials question Ballymore push for 2032. Now, this is in relation to um, Brisbane being announced as the host city for the 2032 Olympic Games. So we've got Paris, then we've got Los Angeles, and then it'll be Brisbane. Two of Queensland's long-serving hockey administrators say few people in Queensland hockey understand why Queensland State Hockey Centre is being bypassed for the Olympics and Paralympics in 2032. Ballymore, Brisbane's former home of rugby union, is being considered as a temporary location for the Olympic and Paralympic hockey. The Ballymore plan for temporary hockey facilities to be removed after the Games and the former rugby ground to become an, quote, elite rugby training centre and home to the Queensland Reds, men's and women's rugby teams and the women's rugby team, the Wallaroos. Ian Harkler, director of Brisbane Hockey Management Group, made the comments at the opening game of the new Brisbane North Hockey Ground at Chermside, which could become an Olympic training facility. They still haven't chosen a hockey site for the Games, Harkler said. For the competition for the, competition for the Olympic Games, we are still waiting for the panel and then the Olympic Sports Committees to come up with their decision. Arkla said in the original bid documents, the idea was a drop-in pitch at Ballymore. Uh, the problem is when Ballymore converts back to football, the pitch gets ripped up and unfortunately Brisbane does not get a legacy hockey facility. That, that is something we really need because Brisbane is the biggest hockey centre in Queensland and we're probably short a couple of turf pitches. It would be nice if the Olympics solved that problem for us. Uh, Arkla said the State Hockey Centre at uh, Colmsley on the Brisbane River should be upgraded. The facility has two international standard water based synthetic. F- oh, well, there you go, water based. Uh, with international standard lighting and a stand for 500 people plus conference facilities. Problem there. 
that would have to be improved to get the Olympic Games going there. Well, you, five thousand minimum, I think. Isn't it? Yeah, uh, that is just Probably over the river after. from the Games Village. It can be upgraded and maybe put an extra field for the games. It would be preferable because hockey would get a legacy after the games for the future. Whereas with Ballymore, we wouldn't get anything, and it would actually be a non-Olympic sport that would benefit most. Yes. Eleven aside, rugby. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, that's my comment. That F- last fifteen week. aside. Fifteen aside, yeah. Fifteen aside, rugby. Uh, uh, if you compared the two, state hockey centre would win hands down. Harkless said Ipswich, Toowoomba, the Gold Coast, outside Brisbane, all have good hockey facilities. But it's an interesting, um, interesting conversation. That, that, well, they're oh, asking for a, a legacy um, because there is a need locally there for hockey as opposed to what we've seen with previous Olympics where it's been a bit of a sort of a, a shoehorn in um, well, and, not, and not, long, not a long-term facility that's left there. We saw England experiment with the... Um, at whose football ground was it? Remember they had that weekend where they played pro league there and they... No, it's a rugby. Um, a rugby ground. Yeah, the, the Stoop. Stoop, yeah. that's right. So maybe it's some sort of synergy, the rugby thing. That's going on there, but so well, no, it's, it's the size done. of the field. That's you know, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. So, so the idea that that can be done is is not a new one, and you know, the fires was played on that pitch of sorts. Drop in, yeah. yeah. So, but what is the legacy for your and sport in Dublin? Happened in Dublin as well with the drop in drop in pitch there. Yeah, um, a lot of volunteer hours to make that happen, though. Well, ultimately, if if you think about it, it's it's going to be. Um, it's going to cost hockey in the in the longer run to not have that legacy from the Olympics because we're going to still have all the stuff that goes on for the Olympics and then everything will be gone. There'll be there'll be nothing. No, I'm sure the turf will be donated to a local school afterwards. You can have the crates as well that it sits on top of. A school? Who's going to afford that? Oh, a private school, probably. No, they just buy their own, wouldn't they? Um, they might give it to a state school. What, what happened to the turf that um, went down at the stoop? Uh, got rolled back up again. Um, it may well have been the one that went over to Ireland. I don't know. Because it, would, it wouldn't just be standard AstroTurf that you roll out. Yeah, it'd be exa- exa- exactly the same. Would it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly the same. So there would be a, it would just be a, a, a non-glue hanging surface. The weight holds it down there anyway, and they just roll it back up again. Okay, so it wouldn't be standard turf. Probably, yeah. Well, standard turf just comes in rolls; it just gets glued down next to each other, doesn't it? Yeah. So, what happens if you don't glue it down? um, Over time, it would come up. Okay. You get water underneath it, and it would bubble up, and you know. Over time. Over time. Over time. Yeah. What about if you keep rolling it up and unrolling it? I don't know how many times, know. you know, I'm, I'm not just wondering. I, don't, I never found out, well, I never knew what happened to that turf. I never thought about it. Yeah, well, it's not there anymore, is it? So you've got to do something with it. No, they just yeah, roll, so it, roll it back up, up onto big rolls again and away you go. I mean, be, there'd be some kind of um, higher cost for having it. You know, maybe maybe you can only use it three times, but that's all right because you charge 150 grand a time to... There's a carpet store in the southeast yeah. of it. <laughs> it's doing very nicely. Maybe. New Patreon, new Patreon alert, new oh, Patreon yeah. alert. Um, well, 
a surprising one because I didn't think he had any money. Um, maybe he's only just paid for the one month at patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick to catch up on all the great secret content that's on there only for our Patreon subscribers. But welcome, Hutchie, the intern, uh, to our our Patreon family. Um, See, that's how a real internship works. Yes. They pay us. The intern pays us. (laughs) Ah, yes. And we might even buy you a, um, a cool drink next time you visit us. Uh, in turn but uh, yes Hutchie thank you for your support and thank you to all of our Patreons for your ongoing financial support to our hockey podcast endeavours you can get involved and go to patreon.com forward slash the reverse sticker of course join us on all the socials Facebook, Instagram and Twitter all at the reverse stick Hickok coming soon Hickok? yeah oh the new app yes looking forward to it yeah me too Uh, if you're out there having having a whack well give it a whack hmm